Witches and bitches, it's your girl Michelle again, the spiritual witch here on the spiritual witch. And once again, thank you so much for tuning in. Um, I know last week I didn't have an episode posted because baby came, and so that's what this episode is going to be. But before we get into the episode, let me get into the small announcements real quick. So if you guys want to support me, you can start with monthly donations, which will allow me to create engaging content more frequently that can be accessed on more platforms. Send me a voice message. This can allow me to hear what you have to say and you might be featured on a future episode. Make sure to download or subscribe to Apple Podcasts so this podcast will show up more when people search for me. So, yes, this episode has been one that I have been meaning to create for a while and I've been very excited um, to actually get to the point where I'm going to be creating it. <clears throat> so, this episode is going to be about the whole birth story and kind of what happened at least from my perspective I'm sure from other people's perspective it would be um probably a little a lot different let's let's not even lie it would be very different so before we get into it I do want to say a couple of things one I don't have time to edit this episode so if you hear anything in the background like squeaky chickens crying baby or even my husband's machinery that I don't have time to edit out I am sorry, I do apologize, I just don't have time for all of the things that I need to do at the moment. And uh, I'm trying to make time for all the things. Number two, um, if you are a new mom and you are kind of having anxiety about the labor and delivery, maybe this episode's not for you. And go ahead and click on one of my other episodes or videos or something like that. And Or not videos, but <laughs> click on one of the other episodes. And maybe that one's a little bit more suited towards you. I just don't want to give anybody anxiety or anything like that with my birth story or anything. I know people wear it as like a badge of honor or something like that. But, you know, I'm not going to sit here and force somebody to listen to my story just because, you know, whatever. I'm not going to do that. Because that's what everybody did to me, and I didn't like how that felt, and so I'm not going to do that to other people. Anyway, moving on. So, uh, I won't tell you the exact date that she was born, but she was born about, say, three weeks ago. So, that night, it was it was actually like a, a day where I had a ton of appointments. I had an appointment with my OB... I also had an ultrasound, so they were concerned that the amniotic fluid was a little bit higher than it should be, and my birds are going off right now because <laughs> they don't want to talk to each other. So they were concerned about the amniotic fluid, and it was getting a little bit much. I was supposed to be at, I think, 32, 33 weeks, and I was measuring with my fluid about 42... <laughs> Or 43 weeks. And they were a little concerned. So uh, that was the week prior. So she had scheduled me to get, you know, an ultrasound that day. So I was going to get an ultrasound that day and then go back to go see my OB so that she could tell me the results of that ultrasound and we could kind of go over a couple of things. So when I got the ultrasound, 
everything was great. I was just really thirsty and we got some food and all that kind of stuff. And then, um, we went to the actual appointment. Um, also my mom had flown down at this point. So she, my mom was here for about three or four days before I had actually gone into labor, which was great to have her around to just kind of help pick up, clean up all the kind of stuff. Mom coming down worked out perfectly. Everything was so smooth with that. It was great. Um, so then what ended up happening was, um, I went in for this appointment and then she was telling me that I was, and, and you know, they do a pelvic exam as well. So I was about, I think, 82 or something that percent effaced, which I don't know what that means. I think it's just like how much of your mucus plug you've lost and how much your cervix has thinned. And I was dilated to three centimeters at that point. <clears throat> and I was like, oh, that's a lot of work. I don't have to do. Because, like, the, the idea is the more you're dilated, the less work you have to do in the delivery room. So, that was awesome. Um, so, that night, after that, we had got home. And she had said, you know, I really want to induce you. And we're thinking, like, probably the day before, like, Thanksgiving or something like that will induce you. And I was like, oh, cool. Definitely not going to fucking Thanksgiving. <laughs> like I fucking said. Anyway. So, didn't, we were supposed to get induced and all that kind of stuff. And so, Brandon and I went home. Had some, uh, some, some sexy times. Not even gonna lie. Had some times in the bedroom. And that's kind of what had gone down about an hour later, I would say. Maybe not even an hour later. I would say immediately after, actually. Yeah, I would say like immediately after. I had started feeling a little like contraction-y. And mind you, like the weekend before, I was having Braxton Hicks. And, you know, they were uncomfortable. They didn't per se hurt, but they were uncomfortable. And that was what I was feeling with this. I was like, they didn't really hurt, but they are definitely uncomfortable. So I get a call immediately after we're done. And they're trying to schedule me for um, me to be induced. And at that point, I was having the Braxton Hicks. And I was like, oh my gosh, you know, I'm just not in the mood to talk right now. But, you know, let's go through this little conversation real quick. And let's just get through it. <laughs> and that was, like, my plan. is just get through the conversation and everything like that. And that's, that's kind of what my whole mentality was, was just get through it. Get through this. Get through that. I was taking it a minute at a time, a second at a time. And... All that kind of stuff. And then things started getting a little bit different with the Braxton Hicks. Um, and it was getting uncomfortable and hurting to sit. At that point, I woke up Brandon because he likes to sleep a lot because he has sleep apnea. I woke Brandon up and I said, hey, so um, I'm just a little uncomfortable. I think it's Braxton Hicks. Can you get the yoga ball and I can just sit on it and get me some water? So he did that. I had some water, I had the yoga ball, I had, you know, bunches of stuff. Um, my mom was there, of course, so she, and she was making lasagna. <laughs> and um, I was sitting on the yoga, and she kept coming upstairs to check on me, and she's like, hey, are you okay? Are you doing alright? And all this kind of stuff. I was like, yeah, I'm fine, I'm fine. And I was like, I just, I'd like some Gatorade, so she got me Gatorade. So I had two bottles, one of water, one of Gatorade, and I was just chugging them both, and I was so thirsty. 
So I uh, went downstairs and Brandon brought the ball downstairs and my mom was like, okay, we need to start timing these because it's been, you know, a few hours at that point. So for me, it felt like minutes, but for mom and Brandon, I guess we were there for five hours, just kind of chilling at home and doing our thing at home. So I was eating lasagna <laughs> and then at one point, I grabbed the chocolate milk and I started making banana pudding with chocolate milk. I was like, oh my god, this would taste so good. Banana chocolate milk pudding. And then I was also DIYing a craft for my cousin Jennifer, <laughs> who was at the wedding. Um, and I was just like doing all this stuff while I'm in labor, you know, just, just living my life, doing my shit. And yeah, so what ended up happening was I started timing the contractions. There's this um, app you can get called Contraction Timer or something like that. Pretty sure you can download anything that says Contraction Timer. Just make sure you look at the reviews. Anyway, so I downloaded this app and I started timing the contractions and all that stuff. And it times, all you do is you time how long they are. And it will time how far apart they are. <clears throat> so they were consistent and they were three minutes apart. And my mom was like, we need to fucking go now. And I'm sitting here like, no, this is Braxton Hicks. This is completely normal. This is fine. They'll just go away. Mom's like, it's been five hours. They're not just going to go away. We need to go now. And so she tries to get me to eat a little bit of lasagna. She has Brandon packing everything up. Brandon is just like grabbing the bag, grabbing this, grabbing that. Um, we're just grabbing everything that we can remember. And, um, yeah, he puts it in the car, and then Mom says she's going to drive in her car to meet us at the hospital, and for some reason, I'm like, Mom, you need to take your car, like, and she's like, I know, I know the things I need to do, it'll be fine, you just focus on you, and keep timing them, and <laughs> I was like, okay, cool, fine, so I was timing them continuously, and, um, you know, they were still very consistent, and we were driving to the hospital, and it was about, I want to say 5 p.m., so they started about 2, um, maybe 1-ish, yeah, 1 sounds a lot more like how, when, when it started, so they started like 1-ish, and <clears throat> we were driving to the hospital, and it was 5, and, of course, we're hitting 5 o'clock traffic, and I was fucking pissed because the hostel is 15 minutes away. And I was like, God damn it, do we have to sit in this fucking traffic? Because, you know, sitting was really uncomfortable. It didn't, like, hurt, per se. It was very uncomfortable, and they were very intense, like, you know, period cramps. There was a lot of, like, squishiness, though. There's lots and lots and lots of squishiness. Like, I was just feeling like I was getting squished. This is why I named her, I nicknamed her Squish to start with. But anyway, so... The contractions were just getting a little bit, <laughs> a little bit more intense. And we got to the hospital and everything was fine. Oh, on the way to the hospital. I turned to Brandon and I was like, are you sure you want to be a dad? And he's like, well, it's a little too fucking late to turn back now, don't you think? <laughs> I and it was just so funny. I was like, no, these, this is Braxton Hicks. This is 100%. So we get to the hospital. And I am fully convinced at this point. Like, yep, they're going to they're gonna turn me away. They're going to say it's Braxton Hicks. Because it's Braxton Hicks. And that's 
gonna be uh, the end of it. Like, this is false labor. This is not actually, we're not doing this right now. <laughs> I think I was more in denial than anything. So, uh, we get there, I'm in triage, and, or no, Brandon, so Brandon pulls up, and he gets a wheelchair from inside the, you know, from inside the hospital. Mom pulls up behind him. I get in the wheelchair. Mom's wheeling me into the room. <clears throat> and Brandon is, you know, he's like wanting to park his car and stuff, which is fine. And he's got to get all the bags anyway and all that kind of stuff. I don't even know how the fuck the bags made it into the room. I guess Brandon had brought everything in there. But Mom had brought me into the hospital and she's like, I don't know where to go. So I'm having these contra contractions, giving her instructions like, call the elevator. Go to the third floor. Talk to the lady at the desk. She'll tell you what to do. So, yeah, we get out to the elevator. I, I remember there was two nice little nurses in there. I think I probably had them at some point during our stay, but there's two nice nurses in there. So, we get in the elevator, and then the nurses are like, Oh, you know, we'll probably see you soon. We're getting off our shift, but we'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> it was so funny. So, um... Then we get into the triage room, and I'm laying down, and she's asking me all these questions. <laughs> Do you want to keep the placenta? Do you, you know, and all this stuff. And I'm like, I fucking filled out paperwork. I don't want, why would you ask me if I want the placenta? And, you know, it's like a whole thing. And she, she would, um, so she would pause and be like, okay, you go through this contraction, and then I'll ask you more questions. So that's how, um, that's how that worked. And then at that point, they had decided to admit me. <laughs> and, um, I was, you know, still very pregnant at that time, having to pee a lot and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, they decided to admit me. They get me into the room, and I'm like, oh, I want to sit in the fucking hot tub. Because they have a, well, not hot tub, but a bathtub. They have a bathtub there. And then they're like, so you have two choices. You can sit in the bathtub if you want to, but our anesthesiologist is going to have to go um, help with, like, a surgery somewhere in the hospital and, you know, understaffed and all that kind of stuff. So he needs to put the epidural in now, and it's not safe for you to sit in the, hot, in the bathtub. So choose either the epidural or the bathtub. And I was like, epidural it is. <laughs> so I sat there, and you have to sit up for 15 minutes. So you have to be okay enough to sit up for 15 minutes. Um, for him to put the epidural in. And so they put the epidural in, and they put the fucking thing into my fucking wrist that hurt like a son of a bitch. Um, and that was the IV. They put the fucking IV into my wrist. I've, it still hurts. I have a little, like, I think it's a little scar or something like that from where it was. Um, but yeah, so they put that in there, and then they put the epidural in my back, and then I couldn't, I could only feel one of my legs. And then he had to adjust it, so he had to kind of, like, take it out and move it over and adjust it a little bit. And then I couldn't feel my other leg at all. And I was like, great, I can't really feel anything. And so he made sure I was all set, and then he left. And so we were just sitting there waiting for the epidural to fully kick in and for everybody, you know, they would come and they would check me. And then we, we would, you know, we would do our thing. And Brandon was kind of upset because he's like, we, you know, we practiced all this stuff and all these things and now we're not doing it and you're just laying in the bed. <laughs> and I was like, well, you know, we're not fully through this yet and, you, you know, we'll figure it out. 
So I was laying there for a while. I don't even know how long, but the nurses would come in, they'd check me, see how dilated I was, and then they'd ask if I wanted anything. And I drank <laughs> so much apple juice that night. I'd just be like, apple juice, apple juice, constantly with apple juice. And they'd bring me, bring me giant things of apple juice, and I'd just be drinking, like chugging it down. Just apple juice. So I had so much apple juice just there. It was awesome. Um, and then, God, what was that? So, it, it got to a point where it started feeling a little uncomfortable. And it was a lot uncomfortable. And it was like pressure down there. Like, you're, like you're shitting a bowling ball, basically. And I remember when Brandon and I would go to the pregnancy center, I was like, wait, they said not to push. <laughs> Don't push early because then you're just going to get yourself exhausted and worn out. And I was already really tired because I'd stayed up that day. Um, pregnancy, especially in the third trimester, makes you really, really, really tired. So I was very tired. I had appointments that day, which the appointments always make me really tired anyway. So I was just really exhausted and I didn't want to wear myself out more because that means that I'd have to have a C-section. And... Yeah, so I decided not not to do any pushing, but it was really hard, you know. It's like a it's like when you're holding in the most intense shit in the world and you just you have to let it go. <laughs> but you have to hold it in. So it wasn't really like pain, it was just a ton of pressure, which pressure is a synonym for pain, but whatever. So it got to a point where it was just really painful and I just couldn't tolerate it anymore and you know I started like crying a lot and freaking out and I didn't know what else to do you know I was laying in this bed I couldn't use my legs I couldn't do anything um so Brandon was there and I was holding his hand and then at some point the anesthesiologist came back and he was like I don't know if your epidural might be wearing off or something that I can give you a little more but it might be harder for you to push and stuff and I was like let's do just a little bit more um so he gave me a little more it made it a little bit more comfortable because then I couldn't feel things and then that urge started coming back a little bit but not quite as intense and I I'd uh, been checked by one of the nurses and they said, okay, it is definitely time. And so then we got to the pushing part. And at some point during that part, I was like, Brandon, I can't do this. <laughs> and he's, and the doctor looks up and is like two pushes and she's out. And I was like, fuck, we're going to do this then. <laughs> and it was more like four pushes, but like we got her out and it was great. The ironic thing is she came out the same way that Brandon came out with her fucking fist under her chin which was <laughs> fucking cute as anything but she definitely tore me a new one so I had to have some stitches for sure but before she had come out the room had like the doctor and the nurse in it and then as soon as they were like okay she's coming it's time there's a whole bunch of people in the room and I was like hey everybody it's a lot of people here what are you doing um but yeah so she had, uh, you know, she had come out, and I do remember they wanted to put her right on my chest, which was totally fine. I was like, give me the baby, and we were doing skin to skin. I don't even remember 
how I had gotten the little thing that they put on me off. I don't remember how that happened. I don't remember when that happened. But we were doing like skin. So I was basically topless and she was completely naked. But they put a diaper on her and they're like, we don't want her to, you know, to poop on you because that would be kind of rude. <laughs> and I was like, okay. So they put the diaper on her and everything. And it was just, it was just really cute. So everything went smoothly. That was basically the plan was to do vaginal delivery and all that kind of stuff. I wanted to go as long as I could without the epidural, but the anesthesiologist was piecing. So I was like, okay, so here's what we're going to do. <laughs> You're going to give me the epidural now. <laughs> but it worked out perfectly. There was no issues. There were no problems really that had arise. I did have a sinus infection during the whole thing. So they did have to give me oxygen at one point because her heart rate was dropping a little bit. Not like too concerning, but definitely like to a point where you want to like do something about it. <clears throat> so, um, she came out, things were fine, things were great and all that kind of stuff. She had jaundice, so her jaundice levels were pretty high, and at one point they had told us if they go any higher, we're going to have to admit her to the NICU. We were in the hospital for five fucking days, um, but I want to explain what happened for my recovery, too. So as soon as I had, had her, which was um, in the morning, as soon as I had her, she... Um, you know, she was doing great and everything like that. They put her in the little baby bassinet thing, and Brandon got a little tag on his wrist. I already had one. And then they gave her a tag on her wrist and her foot and put the little, they have this little security. It's almost like a, like an ankle bracelet or an ankle monitor that you would wear if you were, had commit a crime or something like that. And, um, that, that little ankle monitor is so that if anyone tries to walk out with our baby, it will start going off. If you tamper with it, it will go off and it will lock down the entire hospital. Every baby has to be accounted for and make sure that the tags match with the baby and the baby's foot and all that kind of stuff. So she never left our site. She was continuously with us all the time. Um, she never left. <clears throat> Um, so her bilirubin levels were pretty high, and they told us that she would have to stay at one point, and it was just heartbreaking. And then she does have club feet, so we're working on getting that fixed right now, but there's nothing that they could do in the hospital at that point. Oh, yeah, but so <laughs> I keep getting ahead of myself. So after we had her, they put her in a little bassinet, and then they wanted me to get up, like, immediately. And I was like, I can't fucking feel my legs. And they're like, okay, try and get up. And so I tried to get up, and it was just not working. I couldn't get into the wheelchair. And they were like, okay. So they had some sort of, like, standing wheelchair, and they wheeled me over to the toilet. And I peed everywhere, all over the wheelchair, all over. And I was like, I'm so sorry. I don't usually pee everywhere. <laughs> it was just funny. Um... And then they'd stuck me into the wheelchair and wheeled me to the recovery room. And this is the part that pissed me off. So they had my nurse and some other person. And the nurse's name was Nancy. I don't like Nancy. <laughs> I got to know Nancy over the, last, over the five days we were in the hospital. 
And um, Nancy was kind of a bitch. <laughs> Nancy left me in the room and I told her, I was like, I have to pee, I have to pee. And she's like, well, you just peed, you're fine. I was like, no, I really have to pee. She, she's like, you'll be fine. And she just left me in the fucking room. And I really had to pee. And she didn't come back for hours. I waited two hours. And finally I was just peeing the bed because I couldn't. I had no ability to hold it. And I was just wet in the bed. And at one point I was like, fuck this. Brandon, get over here. You're fucking helping me to go to the bathroom properly. And so I went over to the toilet. I was sitting on the toilet. And I was trying to pee. <laughs> and I was peeing. And Brandon was um, freaking out. Because I had the shakes pretty bad afterwards. Um, you get the shakes after the epidural. Because your body can't regulate its temperature very well. And after the baby's out. You can't really regulate temperature either. So yeah. You had the shakes. I had the shakes. And Brandon was freaking out. He's like, I don't, I don't know what to do. So he called the nurse in, and he was like, Can you just, you know, help my wife out? And so they came in. They showed me the things to do and all that kind of stuff. And for the next, like, I think, day and a half, I think Brandon helped me go to the bathroom a bit and just was just helping me with things. So that was really nice <laughs> to have that there. And he was helping a lot with with Emmy and all that kind of stuff and he's really been stuffing up a lot with that um so before delivery my mom was there during delivery um Brandon's mom was there so he called his mom which was great she was actually a gem the entire time she helped me a ton and yeah it was fantastic I was like, where has this fucking mother-in-law been the entire time that I've been pregnant? So, yeah. It was, a, it was a lot of fun, though. And, I mean, not a lot of fun. It was painful. But it was an experience. I'll, I think I'll call it an experience and not a lot of fun, but an experience. We were in the hospital because of her bilirubin levels. And then we were in there because, oh, her blood sugar. Her blood sugar was really really low at one point and so for two days they wanted to just monitor it to make sure she was doing okay and they were really concerned about her with her blood sugar and then that evened out and it was fine and we were just concerned about jaundice she had to stay under the lights and she had to stay on a uv blanket <clears throat> which was a pain in the ass to deal with but, you know, it was what it was. We got her jaundice levels down to a point where we could go home. Brandon was very happy we could go home, but her jaundice levels were still not doing very good. And at one point, they did spike a little bit. And then they went back down. And now they're at a safe place, and she's doing a lot better with her jaundice levels and all that kind of stuff. Now, we had to take her in to any place to get poked, to get pricked, to just get checked for her jaundice levels to make sure that they were okay. And we had to do that almost every day since she was out. And then we got to stop doing that last Sunday. So now she's doing fine. She's gone in for a couple of checkups just to see um, how she's doing and if she's growing correctly and all that kind of stuff. They want to see her next month. And yeah, 
that's kind of everything that's going on with her, and that's the birth story. It's very basic and tame compared to some of the stories that I've heard. <laughs> I've heard some of them are really scary, so I was happy that I didn't have a really bad one. Um, and that was really nice to just kind of not have, like, a super scary story. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that's stupid to say, but I was very happy that we have a not scary story. And that she came out and she's perfectly fine. But I'm, I'm really excited for her because she's, she's doing a lot better. She's reaching milestones quicker than uh, not any other baby in the world. But she's reaching a lot of milestones. And uh, she's just she's very quick with her milestones. She's eating a ton and she's waking us up a lot. So we're doing great in the departments that we should be in. Um, we got her medical figured out and we're working on our club feet. But, um, as far as social media is concerned, I'm probably not going to be posting pictures of her or anything like that. Brandon and I have made the decision that if she wants to be on social media when she's older, she can make that decision, but I'm not going to make that decision for her. I did one announcement post of her, and that's the only one that I've really done. Anyway, that's our birth story, and I hope that you guys enjoy it. I'm sorry this episode's so short. Bye.